broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon in the basement of the Stalwart Fortress. This is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life in an immersive game where there's only one true constant. We are all going to die. I'm your host, Josiah, along with King Offling, and this is episode 26. Sue's episode 26. Good to be here. How are you doing, Josiah? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, it, there was a huge snowfall where I am situated. And I, I forget how bright everything looks outside when, when it's covered in snow. Like, it's, the lights are reflecting off because everything's white and everything. But uh, it's cold. Yeah, snow blindness. It's a real thing. Yes, sir. Um, and so... Just a reminder, this is a community space, so at any point, hit that microphone on your lower left side to uh, request to come on up. And I'm super excited today because we're going to talk a lot about art, and we'll have a lot of artists up here. But uh, first, let's get caught up on the main storyline. Not that much. In fact, I would say there's maybe two tweets since uh, since we last uh, came here last week. What do you think of them, King? They're... They're good tweets, though. <laughs> at least, at least half of those two <laughs> tweets are very, very good. Okay, let's take a look at the first one. February twenty fourth. We have seven words. The sky turns dark with a purple glow. And actually, you know, now that, that I'm thinking about it, this has less to do where we left off last with the uh, Southern Plains and Solstice, and more to do with what immediately followed, I suppose. Yeah, it's definitely a foreshadow. Okay. I mean, in, in hindsight, it's pretty damn okay. clear. So what happened was, as we, we discussed last week, that one of the 17 was burned. A resident narrator, She Who Smiles, right? The mascot of We Are All Going to Die. Um, and we were debating about what the response from the team be, right, would be. And so my understanding was, okay, on two ends of the spectrum, okay, on one end, radical she is no longer the narrator. They get someone else to voice her, right? They explain it. Everyone's mourning. The Forsaken Lands are distraught because she who smiles has perished from the 18th cycle. Okay? That's one end. On the other end, absence. No response. They do nothing. They just carry on and act like it never happened. And I, I feel like what they wound up doing was was better than either option, right? Yeah, I'll agree with that. I was in the camp. I think, I mean, like, I, I expected... I mean, it's it's really hard to inject a response to something like that in the middle of, like, there's an active narrative. Like, we're dealing with the Zealots and the Druids right now. There's no real place in the storyline for, like, you know, whatever detailed ramifications are going to come. And yet, they managed to, like, pull out something really quite incredible um, that nobody really saw coming, which is dope. Um, I was kind of in the camp that thought, you know, maybe they're just going to do nothing. Like, you know, the the core thesis of, of of Brendan's initial burn was that She Who Smiles is an entity outside of the quote-unquote game, right? And so burning this token really has no, like, in-world significance because she, she will always persist and will always have her as the narrator, um, which turned out to be phenomenally true, but not in the way that we expected. Yeah, it's, um, you know, so the, the the summary description of it, right, is she who smiles shows up, she gives a dialogue, and then she experiences this kind of transmogrifying phase where, you know, all her armor rips off. There's that purple flame that appears on top of her head. She cycles through several wag die and you know it's funny people i i recognize people who made an easter egg appearance her silence being one um chad being the other um and then you know it's all played backwards and she kind of reignites and and she uh she roasts the person who who tried to burn her i i think what was surprising to me afterwards was that they uh they, they brought her back they gave her back to brennan by changing the metadata on one of his existing wag die which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that that was a really cool mechanic. Like to they they swapped the the names and the and the and the data between the token and the burn address, and like uh, I guess a random wag die in Brennan's wallet. You know, uh, a sort of instant reincarnation of she who smiles back into the living pool, so to speak. Um, it, it's 
it's a really cool play. Like I, I mean, we've always commended the developers for being quote unquote, good dancing partners. And like, it's, this is the kind of thing that like gets my juices flowing when it comes to wag die. Like you can't, do this kind of thing in a traditional web three game. Um, it's, it's really hard to execute that kind of stuff when you're, you know, dealing with very rigid systems, but because Wagdai has adopted this dungeon master esque um, style, it's like completely, you know, possible. And we get really cool, surprising, wild things like this that show that they're, actively participating with us and we still have an influence over things you know like that that burn is like the the big question is what happens if he does it again i mean i was saying like all owners of the seven t and like you know when's pu gonna burn to get his cool animated feature and all that um the turnaround time i he burned on sunday and i believe this tweet was dropped on the thursday so you know it's maybe like four days um, for the artists who I feel like I recognize his, his or her fingerprints on the animated piece, um, really prioritize it. The background is a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> Say it again. I said the background is a bit of a giveaway. What do you mean the background? The, the pitch black? No, the, the the, 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 there's like a pitch black yeah, and then the yeah, streak. Yeah, it's familiar. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, the number of people who don't really pay attention in that way never ceases to surprise me. But I, I mean, you know, no need to ruin your immersion for no reason um but it's cool shit really fun yeah i mean it's it does have me questioning like you know we've we've seen and done experiments now with with a couple of the 17 right like we've had uh uh this this with she who smiles if you burn she who smiles i mean we can assume this is repeatable to some degree she will come back as as a as a way another wag dialogue they'll swap the metadata again she's essentially an immortal token um the uh with with the treaty and the nameless charter interacting in the war like we've seen what their influence can be in a situation like that oh they're worth a hundred wag die in such a you know a weighted conflict okay cool um and then when you know going way way back with our early experiments um with with loot of the beacon right like we could get the devs to like retweet random things um using the loot of the beacon thing so like it's it's a still, I think there's still a lot of like experimenting that I think that the community could probably get up to when it comes to utilizing the yeah. 17 and like, there's a lot of opportunities there. Like I, I know, I know Paiu has, has uh, that, that token and like, what, what could that be used for? Um, you know, the, the loot of the striver is in Prince's wall. What, what can that be used for? I mean, could it be used for anything before we find, um, and with the compass, you know, there's a lot of different opportunities, I think, that are just waiting to be explored and, you know, maybe take some adventurous steps to trying to figure shit out. Yeah, I um, I do think the choice of which 17 was burned, the, just the timing of it did play into the the quickness which they responded. Right. You know, you imagine you take Luda the Striver, who's supposed to be off world or even so the world bearer who've never seen or heard speak before right i imagine if those were to be burned that would pose more of a greater dilemma um but uh yeah that's mostly it uh we're still waiting to see what goes on in the southern plains still awaiting our solstice so with that let's move on to I, I want to, we're going to do something special today, just like I mentioned before, that, you know, on the eve of the drop of the, um, of WAG season two, um, which formally concluded, let's see, we had, um, just give me a sec to pull it up. We had a myriad of different um, listing methods for this drop. We had, a, let's see, uh, a few OEs, we had some auctions, we had one-on-ones. And then we have limited editions. So, um, you know, everything concluded today. Auction winners, you got your your pieces and and all OEs have concluded. So, you know, I really have wanted to uh, thank everyone for, you know, supporting the artist's community in that way. It's really spectacular. Personally, I felt like it outperformed expectations in terms of, well, you know, the climate of the market and, and the community and whatnot. So, uh, Brennan64, Young Surf and Lost Cowboy, welcome up. 
we want you guys to talk about what it feels like and how your process is to do uh, arts in the Forsaken Land. So welcome up, all three of you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely exceeded my expectations. I don't know about anybody else, but yeah, thank you um, to everybody who bid on the card pieces and uh, the winners, Itabashi Metro and um, Bald Burner. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for having us up. Wait, can y'all hear me? Sounds good. Yep, perfect. All right. Yeah, th I mean, thanks for having us having us up. Um, I think this is my first time speaking after uh, Book of Gore dropped, at least on a at least on a Twitter space. So uh, before we move on, uh, I'd like to thank everyone listening, everyone who supported or read, minted um, the Book of Gore, and you know everything to do with me and uh, Prince Hambo's project. Uh, it really means a lot to me. So yeah, I appreciate you guys for all the support and the positive feedback. Hey, we love to see it. it's very well earned. Um, how, how long did, how much time did you put into, uh, you know, from conception to delivery of the, the entire Book of Core project? She, I started drawing the first panel on August 6th last year. So Ooh. August 6th, 2022, I drew the first panel and I, so I had no process in the beginning, like, so my process before was like, let me sketch something like, just do like a rough sketch. Like, th and this is for like all the, like basically like the one of one portrait pieces I've done um, before that I would like just, you know, just draw like a quick sketch and then refine it over and over again. But like with Book of Gore, it was weird because I had to, I had to do like thumbnails basically. Like I had to do a whole storyboard yeah. of sketches. And that just took so much time and I had to figure out a process to like, um, to just kind of like iterate. And, but basically by the time like November, December rolled around, it probably like took me, and you know, the, these are like not colored, most of the pages are not colored, mm -hmm. just to get from sketch or thumbnail all the way to uh, like a, basically like a finished a panel at least. It took like probably like, end up being like 30 minutes but it, it used to take a lot longer like in august wow. uh september so okay uh here let's do this so a question proposed to all three of you okay and so obviously each of you have drawn drawn iterations of of characters in wagdai what has that process been like for you what's what's the most difficult part in kind of translating a Wagdai character, whether it's a member of the 17 or a member of the community into your, your art aesthetic style. Somebody else go first. <laughs> okay. I, I can take it. Uh, I think the hardest part for me is just kind of, well, let me, let me backtrack. It was easier for me to kind of, I get, oh yeah, the part that I struggle with a lot is, um, what is it called? Um, composition, right? Like, how am I going to fill this frame with a character that, like, if there's no context, they have no personality, right? You just have to assume what personality they have. The good thing about Book of Gore is that Hamdo wrote out a script of kind of, like, how these characters were in their dynamics. So then, like, when he sent me like the script, I was like, okay, I have something to work off of that can give them like some sort of personality on this page. Um, but then like a lot of the one-on-ones I had to like look into, or I would ask, you know, the one of ones that I posted in my thread, uh, in my portfolio, uh, on my pinned, uh, on the pinned tweet on my, on my page, all those one of ones, like, I think I asked for like some lore about the character. Or I, I went looking for the lore of the character just to see like, kind of what what kind of personality or how can I fill this frame with something that's like uh closer to the character that I envision because like for for example like the one I have of King Offling like his Wagdai character does not look like he does not look big you know the mm -hmm. character doesn't look big but like if you listen to King's voice you you like hear this like I don't know what he looks like in real life but you hear this like bellowing strong commanding voice at least from what I understand and then, or that's how I interpret it. So when I was drawing King's character, I was like, I'm not going to draw him like, like small or like, you know, the way it looks in the wag die. Like yeah. I'm going to use those elements and kind of just build off of that. So I guess the hardest part for me was like the composition and how I'm going to like put these characters 
like and portray them the way that I like I envisioned them and, and even like the poof one like if it wasn't for the, the bald burner like lore I wouldn't know like really how to draw him but then he's in the dark blade guild and then all that entire like storyline like it was a lot easier for me to like draw this image in my head of like what if I'm a bald person I'm getting jumped by the dark blade guild and poof yeah. you know like what is uh-huh. that like so then like it just made it a lot easier to like have these like stories to kind of start developing your character and like putting that on on the page you know absolutely I do want to just jump in one thing. I know we're in the middle of art chat right now, but uh, there has been a tweet that's gone out from the official account. We have our next official space- spaces is this week, Thursday, March 2nd at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's titled The Southern Plane. It's a uh, two-day head notice. Essentially. Well, you know, <laughs> they, they like to drop things during like time weekly, so here we go. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I've pinned it to the to the top. If anybody wants to set the reminder, you can uh, we'll see you there. I also, young surf, you you uh, tweeted out a thread of your portfolio, and I completely forgotten that you uh, you did these drawings of all these different characters too. You know, I see Christine Liu, I see the Golden Eel, and then uh, the twins. Um, so really interesting. Um, Brennan sixty four, you want to take that question too? I missed the top half of that question. If I could get it again, that'd be great. I know the the second half was interpreting like um, the Forsaken Lands characters, be they like uh, play player characters or NPCs in the seventeen. Yeah, how how is your process of doing that? Because I know for you, you're exclusively doing members of the seventeen, and I think you've done like six now. Mm-hmm. So what's what's the uh, what's the most engaging part and what what are some of the difficulties that you've come up against when interpreting them into your specific aesthetic i guess it's been so much fun that like i haven't really noticed that it's been hard ever since seeing the um at mint seeing the 17 kind of been trying to think of them as like in an in an animated series or something like from the 90s that is hand drawn or 2D. So um, I guess the hard part wasn't like doing an interpretation as much as like just the time spend to commit to doing 17 of them. Um, but nearly there. So I, th- I think we're over halfway done with the, the art, I would say, um, for the cards themselves. But but yeah, uh, it's, it's challenging with some of them, I'll say. I'm I definitely do have a, um, a little bit of trouble with some of the later ones um, that I'm doing, uh, as opposed to things that were pretty easy, like she smiles um, and and the uh, uh, the more familiar ones. What what's making them? I, you know, I'm just looking through your collection now, and you know, I think I'm trying to think. Most of the seventeen are humanoid, right? With the exception of maybe Yorn the Hole mm-hmm. and Yogi Eye. I think everyone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, per, yeah. I, so far, I think you'd be right. I'm trying to think. Pew is kind of um, in in between, yeah. I guess, forms, uh, but mostly humanoids. Okay. Uh, but the it is a little bit hard to tell from the pixel art um, because we don't have a larger view of Yorn yes. or, um, or the, what the entire body looks like. So yeah, some of that is kind of left up to um, to the interpretation of the artist, which. I guess I, I've taken some like liberties there mm-hmm. and just decided. Well, that's, that's why, you know, I, you're, you're in the whole piece is pinned to the top. And I think this one is personally for me, I find one of the most intriguing because of that aspect. There's you, you did have to interpret a lot. It's, this one is very abstract, right? You're seeing it from an angle. Also, sometimes mm-hmm. all you see is, is the hole from that angle. Right. And you see one of the faces um, that's the human face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you go? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would wonder. Is that would that be Yorn's uh, human face? See, there's definitely lore that I don't know, but at the same time, the concept art still has to get made. So, um, just try to read the wiki as much as possible. That the breadcrumbs that King's left behind and everybody else 
Um, it, it's kind of taken a village a little bit, uh, especially for the the copy at the bottom. Um, pretty much just a rip from King's and a, a paraphrasing or a, an adaptation to fit the card. Perfect. Gotcha. Well, looking forward to the rest of them. Um, Lost Cowboy, how about yourself? So th- this one is, um, you know, obviously I want to highlight your OE, one of them, the Wagdai Family Portrait 2023. How many Wagdai do you got in there? What's up, everyone? Happy to be here. Thank you to everyone who bought the open edition and shit. I'm going to be drawing a lot of portraits, hopefully. I can't wait. Um, I think I have a I have the, the, the picture, but um, I think it was like 40 people in there. Um, 43 to be exact. Yeah, it was 43. There we go. Um, it was 43. I fucking missed Cold War. Okay. No, it wasn't Cold War. It was fucking, uh, um, wasn't Brennan 64. I fucking missed him. So I'm adding some people in right now, actually. Um, so there's going to be a little revision happening. Um, so there's going to be like, Oh, no way. Really? Yeah. There's... Like it, the metadata gets updated. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's on manifold. So we control that forever. I could make yeah. it, I could oh, make it a awesome. huge fucking little thing if i wanted to <laughs> one day maybe <laughs> i thought i might i thought i might be a skeleton but i i really wasn't sure so but okay the artist so sick. you wait so you might be the one that's getting bunny eared by anti-god and that's what i'm trying to figure out because i don't think there's anyone else right you're the you're the bear skelly right is that what you're talking about yeah, I mean, it's sick. I'll take it either <laughs> no, way. <laughs> it, 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 listen, I'm almost 100% positive it is you. The only thing is that I have to find... I, I was, like, looking at him, and I was like, dude, is that him? And I was like, okay, I have to really figure out... Because I grabbed everyone's Discord, then I kept asking motherfuckers to change their PFP, and, and everyone was a waifu, and I was just like, oh, my God. So I was just, it was a confusing time to choose to do a portrait um, of everyone's PFP, but... But yeah, um, nonetheless, um, it was super fun. I had drawn two before it. I didn't like the style. Uh-huh. I don't really draw cartoony. And I'm not going to lie, Josiah, <clears throat> you're like a big reason because you really draw those characters really cool. Um, so I was kind of like, I don't want to I don't want to get too close. I want to find my own style. So then I started just kind of like loosely ripping. And then that's kind of when I started to have fun when I was just I just kind of just started going off and, and um, I'm not going to lie. I already am. <laughs> I already kind of like have like a little vague outline of another one because I've learned so much already and I want to put the roosters in there. There's a lot of animals that I missed. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. There's, I want to put, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. So um, it's been a fun experience. I really, really couldn't be more grateful for you guys to even fucking throw all that money my way. Um, and just now I get to have fun with art for like the next month. And like, I honestly couldn't be happier. Um, yeah. Dream come true. Thank you guys. It's, uh, you know, when when you first showed it in the, the artist channel, you know, it, it was with the, the black veneer layer on top, right? Because we were talking about what we could tease for, for the, uh, the, the Twitter page promos. And, you know, I, I saw everything was covered in black, but I saw how many lag die there were. And I was like, holy shit, this, this is incredible. So how frustrating or annoying or enlivening was, was, you know, that process of, of drawing like everyone's traits, like everyone is recognizable, like almost, Right, like you know, Itibashi's got his his whole regalia on. Uh, Pap Johnson, Brennan has his computer. Some of them have um, these. Uh, what, what's it called? They're little props. Um. So, so okay. The the AKA version two that's coming out right now, that's going to come out next time, is basically version one, but I just shot for the sky. And it's just, it's even crazier. Like to give you an idea, 
It's three times the size of the one that I just drew. It has her, uh, She Who Smiles in the middle, kind of like sitting like, uh, I guess you could say like, like it's like anime style, Japanese style, like cute style. And she's, and everyone's like around her. And like, I kind of started drawing like a rooster in the corner and everyone's kind of like riding the rooster. And there's like people pulling the rooster down with like ropes. And then, and then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This thing's in, in like two weeks, in like a week and a half, this just needs to be done. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to finish this. So I had to like scale down. And that's when I kind of started like feeling a little bit of pressure because I'm like reinventing my already awesome idea that I was sold on. And then I'm like, how the fuck am I going to make this easier for me, but still like cool enough that I could be happy with it. So then that's when I just kind of changed it into like a group picture instead of like a group scene. Cause the other one's like a, the, the other one's got like trees and there's like grass and there's like, it's like a cute little field and stuff. Like this is more of like a, like a high school reunion picture, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. so yeah, I'm really excited for the next one. I'm going to, if when it gets kind of, kind of close to something, I'll do a little tease, a little black tease, but it'll take some time. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, King Affling, I was curious if you had uh, any thoughts or questions for, uh, for these artists here. Yeah, no, I had a great time with the drop. I was I was ready. I was loaded. I had my ETH ready. I scooped up one of the Hap Sigmi pieces, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I got a uh, enough of the uh, family portrait for for the burn. I actually that's one thing I kind of want to talk about is the um, <clears throat> your. I mean, it's an it's a it's the first open edition in, in the White Guy Artist Guild. How did you uh, decide how to navigate that and like your uh, decision to go for an open edition rather than you know uh an auction or a you know just straight drop like we we traditionally seen um well the last the last two times that we did um like anything josiah can always attest and, and so can 64 um i'm always pushing for them to make more editions of everything just to like you know i want them to make good money and i know that some things drive up things and go things so i'm always thinking of fun ways to make this also interactive you know like the way i like to spend money is easily like a burn mechanism and shit like that so like i'm always encouraging people to make different attempts in different times so like i definitely didn't want to do the same thing as like doing three pieces and having 15 editions and i just didn't want to do that so i hadn't dropped an open edition on my own because I just didn't like the way it was being abused at the time. And we've had this conversation a million times, King. Like, I'm just always late. I'm a dumbass. I should always... I'm a typical artist that just doesn't jump on the fucking cultural wave. And I just lose out on on chances to make financial gains. So this time around, I thought, holy shit, I could definitely make something super fun. And, like, I love you guys. And, it, like, I, I personally don't feel like a fucking scumbag. I feel like I'm just making cool art for everybody. So um like even the she who smiles never dies like <laughs> that's like one of my favorite pieces i've ever done like i fucking bought it myself and i'm like super excited and um i cannot wait for you guys to see with the burn because uh waifu's got boobies waifu's got bobas um and i just love the i love what i did and shit so it's been a super fun experience uh it definitely helps when you're um inspired you know to make art i'm one of those people that like i kind of get down at this space because the space is so we've had this conversation many times king but for everybody else when i see a lot of pepe derivatives when i see a lot of people just abusing art and just selling art at a constant basis and it's just abusive and i'm like how like it just hurts me as an artist because then i i'm the one that starts to back down and everyone else is, keeps abusing it so this was an awesome opportunity to just like totally draw something fun. I didn't have to stress and it just, it is what it is. And, and I couldn't be happier um, whether I had sold one, two, three or 67, you know, I, honestly, I, I didn't even believe I could sell that many and uh, 15 went to fucking Metro. So I can't beyond thankful for that as well. Um, 
and everyone who got the the other one as well honestly um so i hope that answers your question king um it definitely was just just to change it up just to be something different um and yeah and also you, uh, you as well you inspired me as well because days before we were talking about it in the tavern um you know and, and we had mentioned you know i was about to make it like uh you know one burn or, you know everyone just i, I was asking questions because i just want to know how you know what the room felt like and and i i always feel like you know every artist has trouble pricing their art you know and and even in me as well i even asked you like how would you feel comfortable and you were like bitch how do you feel comfortable i'm not the one doing the art and i was like yeah i know fine but you know just i'm still you know i'm cautious of people's pockets because i i still feel um i don't you know uncomfortable asking for money you know what i mean sometimes but this it is it is what it is you know and so yeah it's a learning curve i'm, I'm sure it's a learning curve for every artist up here as well um, this space is wild. Um, art is crazy to sell and put your emotions into something that becomes money. It's just like a, a weird space. And you guys help me to be more confident in this space as well. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's always worth like, I mean, I, I know it's so uh, typical for artists to be hesitant to like, say this is worth something like if you're an artist, I feel like, you know, it, it, it might just feel like something that, you know, you can make for free. Why would this be worth anything? But like, it's your time and your talent and your skill. And I think most importantly, and I think the family portrait really um, sort of proves this, is that it's something that's like uh, culturally resonant. You know, the best pieces of art, especially in the Web3 space, are not like the most uh talentedly produced or um have the have the most you know time and effort put into them it's something like being i think a quality artist and this is getting a little esoteric for the conversation but i think being a great artist is really about like yeah reading the room properly not just for pricing but for like what do people want and and what drives that emotional connection to the pieces and something like the family portrait is a perfect example of this because you know i think we've been in this community for so long now we've been this tight group for so long now ups and downs and stories and this and that um that it's kind of like yeah a, a family photo is a thing that resonates with us but you know we we don't have that opportunity to like go and all hang out at a bar and get a real photo or whatever. But like, this is a lot more, um, you know, special to us because it's our characters and it's, you know, us all together. And it, you know, it shows that camaraderie and that community in a way that, you know, we couldn't otherwise experience. I, um, I, it was Boyd actually, you know, I saw him tweet and he was like, I've been in this community for like less than three weeks and I'm already into, um art pieces so that that level of of inclusivity and i i think is is that the intention is picked up and you know that there's someone i'm in a discord with um who used to be more active in wagdai and you know he he had asked me hey did you uh did you pick up your family portrait and so i think it's 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 you know people see that those threads that connect the community together and i think that's that's what makes this particular one pretty special um so kudos to you lost cowboy thank you guys thank you it, it, honestly it was it was a light bulb on me i'm not gonna lie when i was thinking uh, i had a, some I had some cheesy pieces i was gonna sell for, like for real and i was just like light bulb i was like oh my god even for me i wanted it you know i wanted a picture of all of us together like i needed that i needed to see it you know so um yeah, not 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 to you know not to beat it over the head. I'm probably gonna just kill this next version because it's already been in the works and it's <laughs> fucking three thousand times better than this one. Um, but after that, I think it's gonna be set in stone forever and done until someone else picks up the mantle. So once again, thank you so fucking much for you guys even supporting us and and letting us do this art for you guys. Perfect. Um, Brennan and Young Surf, I do have one more question for you guys, okay? So obviously you both are working on your comic books, your your mangas. And um, so I, I, I want to hear from you. The, the process of something I, I personally gravitate towards, right? Like going out into the Forsaken Lands and filling it with 
your creativity and your ideas and your depiction of these different adventures. And Young Surf, obviously, you're getting you're doing this in conjunction with Prince Hamdo. But what what is that like? What are you looking forward to the most in terms of telling that story? Or what have what story have you already told that you're most proud of? Uh, I guess I'll I'll take this one first. Um, I guess what I'm looking forward to most, and uh, I know people are like, when is volume two? When volume two? Um, I can't confirm anything, but um, I will say like I whether it's volume two or it's just like more more pieces. Like I'm. I think the first couple pieces I did, if you look at the portfolio that I like put up, like a lot of them are just like portraits, right? There's not a lot of context. Um, but then as, especially after like, um, after Book of Gore, and then, you know, a, a couple pieces before then, you get you get to see some more like the context and the, the development of characters as I'm like drawing them and as I'm understanding the story and as I'm understanding the lore uh, in the actual Wagdai story or the lore that Prince Hamdo is is kind of feeding me. So like with this expanding understanding of the story, I think it's I, I think I'm looking forward to the most what I'm looking forward to the most is the development of characters. The way I'm the basically the way I'm putting them on the pages, the way I'm um you know what is what is the word? Um the way I'm like uh the composition of like all the you know, the framing of the characters, like the one of Poof that I did, uh, the ones that, you know, like I'm working on for the Book of Gore website, like all those, all those pieces that I'm drawing that have like this extra bit of context to it where you're like, you have to, even if you don't know this, the story, it's like a dope piece because there are just so many more elements to it. And like, also there's just, if you do know the story, it's like even better because you're like, oh, this dude, this bald dude's about to get jumped by Poof and his and the Dark Blade Guild. You know, like all this stuff I'm like super excited about. Um, like as I'm continuing to do like more art, like Wagdai art, it's it's basically like a development of my art with the story, uh, whether that's like the main the mainline story or that's um the storyline that Prince Hamdo is is writing up. Like all of that, I think is making one. It's making it a lot easier for me. It's making it a lot more exciting for me um, to like basically draw like pretty much draw badass fight scenes. That's that's what I want to draw. You know, um, I love drawing that. I love drawing the Merlin fight. I was like, I can't just put in one Merlin fight. I have to put in more. So I I, I threw in the bandits, right? Um, so I was like, I need to like show these characters like at basically at peak anime potential. Like let me let me like basically make Merlin like Levi from Attack on Titan. Let me make him this badass guy. Like all this like context I like I think I drew the Merlin fight like the fastest I drew like in the entire in the entire book of gore because I was just so excited to like make these characters look as badass as I can. So that's I think for me like moving forward and also in the past like I just loved and will continue to love and what what will make me excited is just like portraying these characters as badass as I can. And that could be for the main line or from Prince Hamdo's lore. Love it. I, I think, you know, in your thread of portraits, that's something that particularly stands out. Just how animated these characters are. They're in the hero pose, right? And uh, that's, that's really engaging, I think, as a viewer. Hmm. Brennan. Yeah, well, I'll say for, um, I could speak to what I'm working on with The Lost Pilgrim, uh, a Wagdai story, um, that if if anybody follows Wagdai64, this fan account here um, that I'm speaking from, you know that my sort of obsession with like early JRPGs and um, early PlayStation and 64 days of um, really, really blocky polygons and and kind of like hard to see dungeons and um, retro graphics. So that isn't necessarily like in the, it's very much like in the style of a traditional graphic novel, but or manga, but there's definitely a lot of that energy, like from nineties to early two thousands JRPGs. Um, so 
pretty selfishly, I, I just want to keep making things in that, um, like visual world. So it made a lot of sense to start a narrative. And after something that you said, Josiah, about, um, you know, Wagdai really needs like a character, like eyes for the, the audience to look through and like actually experience a thread, um, of a, you know, actual main character, um, whom isn't actually named right now. And they, uh, she does have a name, but it's it's just not uh, present in the current storyline. But somebody they could experience the world through, um, you know, whether it was like a, a manga or an animated series or something like that. Um, also would love to put together like short storyboards or a short like animated trailer at the end of all this. Um, or maybe a printed version of it. That would be amazing. Um, that all that together is definitely what I find exciting about, uh, building out that, that narrative also story, just like the opportunity to, um, to make a story in a world that nobody, you know, we have lots of threads now, but like, as we were getting started early days, it, um, it was kind of like an uncharted, even more uncharted than, than it is now. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, to see that level of development, I think from you for, for lost pilgrim, I love the vision, man. It's 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 very vast. I feel like from how you're describing it, I put out a I made a, a tweet before of uh, who who I would cast for a, a live action adaptation of it. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> I love that so much. That made my my night when I saw that. I, uh, uh, and I agree with all the casting. It's perfect. I, apparently, King Offling is not a fan of Patton Oswalt. So, no man, the dog. <laughs> As a dog, the bog yeah, dairy, the dog dairy. Um, but you know, guys, thank you so much. I wasn't as attached to that casting, so we could Damn. change, we could switch it up for you, King. Uh, go, go ahead, thank, but thank you all. Just uh, you know, I'm gonna pop down to listener, but thank you all. And I see Edabashi Metro in the uh, what's up, what's good. Thank you so much for buying a card. Um, but I'm gonna drop down. Thank you all. Yeah, I'm gonna have to hop off as well, but um. Josiah King, everyone listening, thank you so much for uh, listening and constantly supporting the artist, Cowboy, Brennan, everyone else who's an artist in the space. I love watching your development and like the art that you're putting out and just like the different interpretations of, you know, the Wagdai and, uh, you know, the community support for y'all, for myself. And, you know, it's just amazing to see the art and the support and all that stuff. So, yeah, um, thank you guys. Again, so much for having me on. Everyone, keep killing it. Keep doing your thing. And I will see you guys next time. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Um, King Offling, you ready to take this uh, through with the community characters? Keep on trucking. Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, appreciate all you artists, by the way. The wag job was great. Uh, and I, I, this was a really successful one. Uh, so cheers to the community as well. But yeah, let's let's do some community characters. Um, what should we got? We got the Dark Blade Guild moving. Um, new video from Sisab, who I think I might even call the most uh, technologically adept of the LARPers. Uh, he, he went on a quest to uh, get some ingredients from Zer. And what stood out to me about this, like he made his own talks, right? Not particularly anything new, but the way he depicted it, you know, they have the, they, they've been seared with the, the, um, the image of the dark blades with the floating four feathers. So he got water from the pools of Langor, which looks like a, a Sprite bottle um, and a raptor skull. He, he went to, to the burrows, right? The burrow tunnel to kill a raptor. And retrieve its skull. How else are you going to get one? They don't just sell them at the, at the, 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 the market. Hey, well, you know, someone else had LARPed them. Someone, someone else had LARPed the idea that actually they were. Um, but a fun idea that he, he did do here was uh, Darkblade Guild members can transmogrify um, Animorph style. From Wagdai to Crow. I thought that was very fun. It's going to make a, a much stronger justification for us just shooting arrows at random birds now. I'm quite a fan of that. 
Well, I think her silence would probably join you with that. He's been trying to catch a pigeon for a long time. But uh, let's see where this leads to. I think they've sent that stuff over to to, uh, the uh, indicated wallet. And uh, yeah, let's see what comes of it. Let's see. The the second, what do we have here? We have the Void. Um, he's been LARPing his uh, his two Wagdai characters that he, he's been very intentional about procuring. Um, but it looks like he's trying to get, he's trying to seek an audience with the Crows. Lost Cowboy, since you're up here, do you know anything about this? Has he reached out to you? Um, yes, the Void... Obviously, everyone wants a part of the shadows. The void has reached out to the shadows. Okay. The shadows have responded. But as of right now, we're waiting for the blood moon so Zer can wake up and she could do her thing. Once she does her thing, um, the Forsaken Lands will be changed. Once that change is adapted to by the pilgrims, then the void will have no choice but to be swallowed by the shadows. Bullish. <laughs> well, let's, let's see what he cooks up. Um, the last he also one... picked up a really dope decrepit recently. I think that was a. a, a oh, he did. Kind of old. Yeah, he did. He got yeah, a very. He left that from. <laughs> I I was just looking at. It. He got it from Gortrilla, who's who's a whale. Just I I know of because of uh, of the Savage Nation. He was a big holder and promoter of that. Um, but apparently, someone else had reached out to him to get a wag die too. So I, the guy's very open to um, doing trades, which is cool. The, uh, let's see, the last community character update we have is my um, fish puzzle. Your fish puzzle. Fish puzzle. No one has solved it yet. Um, You know, the the Lenari are a type of fish culture in the garden, and they do this dance. And if you chart the dance, uh, you'll find out which polyp colony he he matches up with. Um, So have fun with that. Good luck. Got a lot of tries already, but no one has gotten it. Uh, <laughs> Lost Cowboy. Uh, I think that's it for uh, community characters. Let's uh, move on to fourth base. with yeah. This, uh... yeah, we got a couple of Conclave things. Uh, meeting last night was longer than it ought to have been, considering there's not much going on. Uh, but we are essentially um, conclave nominations are currently in swing. I think we're going to have the vote later this week. I don't know. That's up to the keepers. Um, guys, if you want to be on the conclave representatives or you want somebody cool to be on the conclave representatives, go and nominate them. It's uh, conclave.fateofwagdie.com. Um, it should be probably one of the top threads right now. Um, just go let your voice be heard. Um, you know, mention people. There's some talks and a little bit of USD on the uh, on the line if you're selected um, after the the votes. Um, but yeah, that's important. Um, we've also had a full decision. Um, conclave terms will now be 12 weeks, so we'll still have the six people, but it'll be 12 weeks now. That's all cool. Just less transitions of power. Um, just because it's a little bit of a hassle signing people and that kind of thing, and it doesn't really matter. They're all public tavern events now anyway, so everybody can just jump in and talk no matter what. Um, Beef also swung through uh, with um, some updates on the game. Uh, He's been... There's a new Medium article also if you want to uh, follow along um, there uh, where he talks a lot about the sort of powers and and status effect systems that are going to be in the you will not survive game um seems cool seems like they're all based off of the 17 there's going to be different you know like urea applies a burn effect which does damage over time and then there's a a poison effect which can um you know affect uh at a variable rate based on on your characters like dexterity or speed or whatever um and you know they're still figuring out the like very large web of rock, paper, scissors that's going to, you know, these, these pieces are going to play into. Um, 
but that's all good stuff good development good advancement there was some new animations posted um including uh opening up chests usually in these kinds of games when you beat a boss like a chest will drop and you'll get like different kinds of power-ups from it um really good animation really cool looking um gives that like nice juicy rewarding feedback kind of thing so that's all good um and then there was one more thing he dropped about it but i can't remember oh oh um the 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 vibe of the game the, the general um okay so in game design there's this like concept called flow theory uh and all games exist on an axis of skill versus difficulty and if you go too far on one side where it's um low difficulty high skill um you know you end up with bored players and if you go too far on the other side you end up with like incredible anxiety and you kind of want to usually typically um have a game progress in a natural evolution that um scales difficulty and skill together so that players always feel appropriately challenged um <laughs> beef has very dis deliberately said he wants to tilt things just a little bit on the low side of the flow state so that um it's got a higher anxiety uh, feeling than 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 a, a perfect flow, which is cool. Um, I, I love talking about these kind of uh, theoretical aspects of game design, and I'm looking forward to his intentionally anxious design for the for the the way this game works. So, um, don't expect a relaxing experience. Um, he's uh, he's definitely indicated that he's going to be trying to make you sweat. So that's fun. Uh, and then. Uh, Josiah, your proposal, I think, is about to go live. Um, there was some discussion about it in the uh, tavern last night, um, but I think it has all been all signed but not executed yet. Um, for So there will be a vote uh, regarding the purchase of uh, the late NT's tokens, as well as uh, naming the amalgam and uh, one more thing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that'll be up soon, I think. But that's yeah. it for all claim stuff. Great. The, yeah, the third thing was was scrubbed. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it was uh, you know, it, it might have been the first conclave proposal that did not pass. Have we had one of those yet? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, there like there were some early ones that were like, I don't know if you remember. There was like, hey, let's make the entire collection, but with this like sparkle effect i got do you remember yeah, that yeah, one yeah yeah no i i not ones that were stopped from going to voting like stuff that went through voting and actually lost like that no, I, don't, I don't think that's ever happened before yeah i mean the, like the community's pretty good about you know knowing what they want and everything and the reps have kind of done their job in the past of like preventing you know ridiculous or malicious things from from hitting vote ever so i think so far it's been good and i think we'll see it continue but yep. uh you know you never know i mean like we are getting like let's be real the treasury is getting a little bit light um you know i think the the purse strings are slowly going to start getting tighter and tighter as uh as time goes on yeah let's yep no idea what next crazy thing people are going to cook up but uh that's that let's close it out with some community highlights so <laughs> at this point we have to talk about this. The 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 lamb in the room, Dash Land himself. <laughs> this is a wag guy weekly topic now? Jesus. Yes. It's, it's community. Right. Okay. All right. You tell fine. Go ahead and tell the story. It all started in January 29th at the peak of the D56K project hype. He came into the Discord. He asked for one thing. He he said, give me airdrop, right? And, you know, some took him to be a scammer. Um, his wallet was empty. But uh, he, he it's been a running joke. And now a month later, he has, I think, like one of everything from the community, you know, like DGen derivatives in his wallet. He has a disc. He has a D56K girl. He has a wag die from the Ox Beans collection. He, okay, so the, the icing on the cake was this morning. Um, Chad, aka Wag Die Twin, sent him a piece of your gold and then sent him some ETH. I think, what, what do you say, 0. 0.006, which is maybe like seven bucks? I mean, that's enough to like, like, that's the thing, right? He can like, he hasn't been able to sell anything yet because he hasn't had any ETH, but now he has actual yeah. ETH. 
So he could just floor all of these things immediately, right? I, that's that's what we were saying, right? When when he was asking for stuff, we're like, why not? He there's no way he can get it out there, right? He can't scam anyone because he has nothing in there. So now that he's got six dollars to blow it all on, I, I guess we watch and see what happens. But I I heard through the grapevine there's a rumor he's gonna be uh, he's gonna make an appearance in the uh, family portrait. Oh my god! Please, I hope so. I hope this is true. Um, I don't know. I can't. I don't know what to make of it. Like. There's there's some theories afoot that I kind of believe. Um, it's a little too coincidental, but it is funny, so I'll I'll let it slide. Whatever, let's go. Uh, yeah, not gonna lie, it feels good rooting for him, right? Because <laughs> he hasn't done anything bad, so I actually get a lot of gratification out to seeing everyone helping him out. I think it's hilarious, and it's and it reflects good values. But anyway. Let's see. It, that, it also gets under. It really annoys Prince, and that's the thing that I love the most. <laughs> it's good stuff, um, but you know, Dashley, I'm shout out to you. Um, something else we want to highlight from the community: uh, Dilbert has made his appearance, his second appearance, I suppose, on the blockchain. Oh yeah, that's totally rad. Uh, yeah, Ilya Kazakov uh, has this collection called Little Friends. It started as this like open edition. Um, they minted and, you know, I think they had like 2000 sales or something like that. Um, and they started producing these series of little cutesy chibi kind of characters. And so, um, they were, some of them were just like, you know, like they just got to produce a whole bunch of these little characters because you burn the open editions, uh, you get the, the characters. So um some of them are just little characters some of them are other people were like hey you know draw my pfp or whatever so when they were asking for more i i said here's dilbert the squire from the concord of research he's basically like our janitor here's his diary and lo and behold uh dilbert is now an official <laughs> derivative within this collection um it's a it's actually a rare uh you have to burn three open editions to get a dilbert which is uh pretty spectacular most of them are are one-to-one exchange so he's a little special but uh it was quite funny like uh when when released uh his name was wrong but that was fixed and then uh yeah we we now have a little a little dilbert elsewhere in the uh in the world you you have one? Oh yeah we got one okay. we got one uh, concord of research had to get one i figured i think pu has one too um, but th- that's all, all, all fun and, and, and really, <laughs> really nice to have. Um, newcomers, we got Bless who came in today. I think it was this morning, actually. And he was asking about searing and all these trades. And lots of people were uh, trying to hook him up with, with what's good. And so he's going to dive into it. So shout out to you, Bless. Um, anything else on the agenda? Anyone? Any thoughts? Yeah, just shout out, shout out to Gianos who popped in just before the show, uh, looking for looking for some wag guy advice, but uh, couldn't couldn't tune in live. I know you're listening to this on Spotify now, so cheers. <laughs> and with that, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yep, let's uh, let's pull on on out. Wagdai is a Web3 based project that utilizes theatrical storytelling with blockchain mechanics and fantasy role playing to create an immersive adventure experience. We'll see you guys in two days um, in the Southern Plains. Until then, we're all going to die. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well. <laughs> <laughs>